Welcome, and thank you for listening to the podcast of North Etowah Baptist Church. Visit us online at northetowah.org. Rather than church being a place where people far from God are met with shame, guilt, and condemnation, we believe Jesus leads us to be a family that extends His grace, mercy, and forgiveness to everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's service. Amen. Thank you so much. Great singing, great playing, a wonderful time worshiping this morning. Uh, Take your Bibles, if you would, turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37. I appreciate Rule's prayer. He had no idea what I was preaching this morning. We have not talked about it in full disclosure, uh, but we will say that the good Lord is working because Rule is praying and pleading for revival. And this morning, that is the title of the message, Pleading for Revival. I've had people come to me in the, in the past uh, several weeks, months, and even years. Preacher, we need revival. Preacher, we need revival. And I remind them, as I would remind you right now, that revival, friends, listen, revival has nothing to do with the lost. Now, when we talk about lost, we mean those that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Revival, when you talk about a true revival, it is all about us saved people. Those of us that have come into and received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. We have slowed down. We have turned around. We are are just laying down, whatever you want to say. But we need revival. It has everything to do with the saved people. Friends, you cannot revive something that's lost. You can't revive the lost. And you cannot revive a lost church member. And yes, we surely probably have lost church members even at this great church at North Etowah. Friends, revival is about the saved. Revival occurs when God ignites the fire of his word and it mobilizes people to go and make disciples in every nation. Friends, in the church, we have got to realize that if the church today is not revived, then the church today is going to continue to die. That's strong words. This message this morning is one, I've been up here, if you saw me before the service, I've been up here talking to Jonathan, and I said, brother, this is one of those that I wish I could change. I don't want this. I do not like how I've got to proclaim this word this morning, because I want you to know, church, that if the church is not revived, then the church today is going to continue to die. And if you want to know a church dying, look in the mirror. We are all dying. Very few churches are thriving today. And we have got to see from God's word. Here it is. Can a dying church come back to life? Oh, let's read. You've turned over there to Ezekiel 37. Just rub your hands together and say, oh, this is going to be good. Ezekiel 37, beginning with verse number 1. You've heard about these dry, dead bones before. Let's read, though. The hand of the Lord, this is Ezekiel writing, and he said, The hand of the Lord was upon me, 
And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. And it was full of bones. And he led me around them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord, you know. He was saying there that only God knows. Only the Lord can bring back to life is what he's saying. Verse 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Look at verse 7. So, Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. That's the nerves and the, all, the, all the inside coming together. And the flesh then came upon them and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Verse 9. Then he said, and God said, then it says, Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Boy, if that don't excite you, you got some wet wood, you know it. Let's pray. Oh God, how great you are. You are Lord of all. You are in charge of all. And today, God, let us learn and glean and see in your word that yes, you can revive any downtrodden soul, any downtrodden church. God, we acknowledge you as being in charge. And right now, God, I believe that you can revive. Lord, let us all be praying that, that we know that you alone are worthy of our worship today, but Lord, you alone can revive as this scripture has shown us. Now, Father, let us hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to consider this vision of Ezekiel. There in verses 1 and 2, you see all those bones. They're dry. Those bones are dry because they've been out there and the sun and the wind has dried them out. There's no life in these old dry bones. And I ask today, is the church itself suffering from the effects of modern society? Have we become too much like the world and allowed the world to infiltrate God's 
holy people. Have we or has the church been dried out by the elements around such as these bones were dried out by the sun and the wind? Has the church today been dried up because we've given in and allowed to take prayer out of schools? We've given in and not stood strong and allowed homosexuality and and other sins, demoralizing, degrading sins, to be rampant in our society? Have we given in, church, and thrown in the towel? Oh, how I pray no, but it sure looks that way. These dry bones, and then they're scattered everywhere. They're just all out in that valley, scattered everywhere, like they've been strewn about in a battle, like, like they've just been in a war and they've just been boomed and thrown everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, have our churches today been torn apart in battle? And we, 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 don't get, we, we don't get attacked from the outside near as much as we attack each other on the inside. Have we been torn apart by battles? Do we find ourselves looking around and wondering, where's everybody gone? What, 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 what happened? We've scattered, our bones are scattered everywhere. And then we see that they're numerous here in verses 1 and 2. These bones are numerous, they're just everywhere. They were in a hopeless state. And so numerous. We look around and Our problems are so many. I don't know where to start. Preacher, you don't know about my life. My life is such a wreck, I couldn't begin to tell you where to begin. Our churches are in such a mess. We've given in so long that we don't even know where to start to begin. And we're really, like I said a moment ago, We're almost ready to take the towel and just throw it in. Enough's enough. These dry bones, dried up Christians, unbelievers, those without Christ. Are you discouraged today? I would say, are you discouraged? Are you? Are you feeling displaced? Do you feel spiritually dead? Friends, pleading for revival. It's time for us to start pleading for revival. Pleading means begging and calling out to God Almighty, Lord, send revival. Let it begin with me. Because we see that these dry bones can come back to life as we saw in verse 7 and following, that these dry bones can come back to life and get breath in them only by the Lord God Almighty as Ezekiel responded to God. Christians can come back to life. Churches can come back to life. And look at the end of verse 10. It says they can become, we can become as churches in this land and all around the world. We can become an exceedingly great army. Rise up, church. Let's plead for revival. 
Barna Research said, I quote, The most populous religious sect in America is known as casual Christians. These are people who enjoy faith in moderation, allowing them to feel religious without having to prioritize their faith. If this is truly the face of the American religious life in America, and it is, then we're in desperate need of a wake-up call. It says the most populous religious sect in America is known as casual Christians. Those who want to enjoy faith in moderation, allowing them to feel religious without having to prioritize their faith. Oh me, oh my, heaven help us church. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Don't answer audibly. But would you in your mind rate Rate the answer to this question on a scale of 1 to 10. You've got a scale before you. A scale of 1 to 10. Let me ask you. How important is your faith to you? How important is your faith to you? Answer it in your mind. How important is your faith to you? Second question. Same timeline. Same line out before you. Scale of 1 to 10. How important is your church to you? How important is your church to you? Romans 13 and verse 11, it clearly states, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. That's Romans 13 and verse 11, dear church. In movements of the Spirit all throughout history, I learned this at Clear Creek Baptist Bible College. I learned it at Liberty Seminary. I've talked with Jason and he's learned it. I know Jonathan has in his studies. I've talked to many preachers and we've all learned this and we see this and we glean this. But here it is. In, and all throughout the moments of history, in the moments when the Spirit came upon a group, the first thing that happens that eventually led to a great revival is this. The first thing that happens is one man or one woman or one group suddenly began to feel a burden. And that burden became so deep and great so much that they said, we've got to do something about it. Friends, it is time for the church in America to get a burden again. We have got to wake up. The church in America has got to come alive again. We have got to get this burden back and look around, dear friends. The society is going to, it's going to hell. It, all around us, people are dying and going to the pits of hell. And you and I want to sit around and play our video games or look at our Facebook account or sit around and read a magazine, Good Housekeeping or whatever, or a, some kind of novel, we want to sit around and play church and come here and fellowship together, but we are not looking out our doors and seeing lost people going to hell all around us. 
We have got to wake up. The church in America has got to come alive again. We have got to be revived, dear church. Oh, how it burns me that we have got to come alive again. Friends, how burdensome it is. I ask you again, how important is your faith to you? How important is your church to you? Tom Rainer, great, great researcher in the Southern Baptist for Lifeway, he said about 20 years ago, a church member was considered active in the church if he or she attended three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Today, a church member is considered active in the church if he or she attends three times a month. A month, friends. Something is terribly wrong in today's church when a Sunday morning rain keeps us at home, but that same rain would not stop us from sitting in the stands watching our favorite team. How true is that? Five reasons he gives us. Church members attend church less frequently. We minimize the, the importance, minimize the importance of the local church. We worship the idols of activities. We take several vacations from the church each year. We no longer have high expectations of our members. We make infrequent attendees the leaders in our churches. Friends, some things I want to ask you to consider. There are some challenges here. There are some challenges also over in 2nd Street entrance. And there are some challenges right back here as you leave. So if you're coming out these doors, come right here and get it. If you're going out those doors, go over there to the far left on, as you walk out. If you're going out 2nd Street, please go right by that, right there at the office. There's some challenges. It looks like this. It's the challenge I ask you to, to take up. We're going to look at this in just a moment. It is an eight-day call to prayer for the North Etowah family. This eight-day call to prayer starts today. I'm asking each person to pray for spiritual revival here at our church and spiritual awakening in the United States. Pray for the Lord to reveal sin and the need for personal repentance. On Monday... Monday tomorrow, you're going to pray for marriages to thrive instead of just surviving. And pray for our families to repent and walk with God in personal holiness. On Tuesday, all of us will be praying together that our family members and friends would come to know Jesus. We're going to name them by name, anybody we can think about. And we're going to pray for salvation. On Wednesday, we're going to pray to the Lord of the Harvest to bring Awana families to our church and for the Awana race and fellowship night to be a great success. We're going to pray for our church to welcome them and show great hospitality to our guests. On Thursday, we're going to ask you to pray for your pastors, staff, deacons, and all the spiritual leaders on our campus as they approach Sunday responsibilities. All the Sunday school teachers and life group teachers. On Friday, I'm asking you to specifically pray for your pastor. Pray that God would give him uh, wisdom and discernment. Pray that he would be in the center of God's will. On Saturday, pray that the Lord would help those who have physical infirmities, those that have been sick, and pray for healing and comfort if it's God's will. On Sunday, we're going to ask you to pray for your church to thank Him for all the ways He has blessed and prospered North Etowah Baptist Church. Ask Him to help our church always know that we can do nothing without Him. And that will be next Sunday when we are celebrating and dedicating what He has done here 
in this facility. Let me ask you, how concerned are you about your church? Are you concerned that the majority of people in our ministry are not attending a 6.30 p.m. Wednesday night Bible service, the School of Biblical Evangelism, and then they're still not showing up for a 7 p.m. prayer service on Wednesday night? Does that concern you? Are you concerned the majority of people in our ministry are not attending a 5 o'clock discipleship group on Sunday afternoon? Are you concerned the majority of our people never attend any outreach event? Are you concerned the majority of our people in our ministry have never led a single person to faith in Jesus Christ during their lifetime? Are you concerned the majority of our ministry, not only are they not attending, but they're not even interested in attending a weekly discipleship group? Are you concerned the majority of the people in our ministry will never ask the Holy Spirit where he wants them to serve and use their spiritual gift? Are you concerned the majority of people in our ministry will never mature enough in their faith to lead or facilitate any type of spiritual ministry? Are you concerned the majority of people in our ministry will never do anything except attend a Sunday morning service? Are you concerned that the majority of people in our ministry don't give Jesus at least 10% of their gross income at every paycheck? Are you concerned the people in our ministry have never invited a single person to, to come join them for their Sunday school or life group or worship? Are you concerned the average person in our ministry might live and die and never accomplish anything significant for the kingdom? Ladies and gentlemen, are you sold out for Jesus? That's the question today as we plead for revival. Put that slide back up there, Jonathan, pleading for revival. Pleading for revival. Are you sold out for Jesus? Do you see one thing? And that's Jesus. Do you care about one thing? Primarily, Jesus do you live for one thing? Jesus. Are you swallowed up in one thing? Jesus. We have got to proclaim Christ above all. Christian, think about it. Whether you live or die, whether you are rich or poor, whether you have health, or if you have sickness, whether you people think you're wise or if they think you're foolish, whether you are the one that gets the blame or you're the one that gets the praise, whether you're the one that gets honor or you're the one that gets shame, Christian, it doesn't matter. We should care about one thing, and that is only that Jesus Christ would be exalted. We should burn in our hearts for one thing, and that is to please God and to advance His glory here on earth. That's got to be what we're about. Pleading for revival. Pleading, begging God to send a great revival. Let it begin with me. Friends, are you concerned? Are you concerned? 
Are you willing to pray for spiritual revival here at our church? Are you? Let it begin now. This altar will be open. Will you let it begin now? Don't wait. Come to the altar and ask God to send a great revival. Pray for the United States of America that there will be a great spiritual awakening. Pray that God would reveal sin in any of our lives and show us the need for personal repentance. Friends, will you? Will you come and pray seeking revival? Oh, please do. I'm going to be up here to receive the person that knows they need Jesus. Right now, there's someone in this room, and you know that I'm talking to you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to you. And you know you need Jesus. You know if you died right now, you're going to be one of those that's going to hell. You know that you need Christ as your Lord. And you want to pray and ask God to forgive you. You want to ask Him to live in your life. You admit you're a sinner. You know you mess up. Just like me, like all of us, we all mess up. We're all sinners. You admit that. But you also believe, as I was pointing out these windows over here to the children this morning... You believe that Jesus died on that cross for you. You believe that you can't get to heaven without him. And you want to be a Christian. Because you also believe that next window that, that shows that Jesus came out of that tomb. He didn't stay dead. He was dead three days. And then he came out of the tomb and he's in heaven preparing a place for you. I want to be up here to explain better. You come talk to me. I would love to tell you more about the saving power of Jesus. Maybe there's somebody next to you. You'd rather talk with them. That's great. I don't have to be talked to. You just need to talk to Jesus. Whatever your need is, maybe somebody else may come and ask me to pray for them, pray with them about a certain situation that you don't really want to make public, but you want me to pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'm going to be here to receive you. But there's going to be a lot of people coming just to pray, to ask God to send a great revival in our land, in our church. So whatever your need is, I'll pray that you will follow whatever God's calling you to do. Let's pray together. Father, in these next few moments, we pray that you would be exalted and we pray that everything that is done would bring honor and glory to your name. Lord, I pray that we will all join together in pleading for revival, in begging you to send it. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would revive us, each one individually, place a burden so great on us that we will have to do something about it. Lord, I pray for that person 
We all join right now to pray for whoever it is. Maybe there's more than one that needs to come to a relationship with you to be saved. I pray for them right now. Give them strength. Let them come. Let me pray with them. Let somebody else pray with them. Lord, let them pray right now in their seat. Just call out to you, God, I need you, Jesus. Let them commit to follow you. And Lord, then let them tell us what they did. (laughs) How exciting. Whatever occurs in these next few moments, don't let me get in the way. Don't let any of us get in the way. But let your son Jesus be exalted, dear Lord. We're going to praise you. And thank you, in the name of Jesus, amen. You've been listening to the services at North Etowah Baptist Church. If you made a decision for Christ today, head over to northetowah.org slash contact. Fill out the form and someone from our staff will be quick to contact you. Not to mention, we'd love to worship with you. All worship times and other activities can be found on our website. Thanks again for listening and may God bless you.